Pre-Cure Podcast Welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today, on this episode of ours, we have a guest to talk about... What episode of we try uh, Episode 21. 21. We just did a Ben 10. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to talk about episode 21 of Vitaiwa Max Heart. So soon, so often, a forbidden encounter. Also known as What'll Happen? What'll We Do? The Forbidden Encounter. <laughs> That's better. That one does make sense. So soon and so often does not fit with what happens in this episode. Yeah, because it's like the, the, the first time. The thing happens, so... But yeah. before we get into what happens in the episode, please, our lovely guests, introduce yourself to our listener. Sure. Hi, listeners. Uh, I'm Alice Kara. I'm a voice actress, podcaster, game designer. You may have heard me if you listen to any Masks actual plays, and if you haven't heard me on your Masks actual plays, uh, tell them to get in contact with me. <laughs> I'm free. I got time. Um... But yeah, you can also hear me on Breathing Space of Fading Frontier, which is a space western anthology podcast. I'm in like two episodes and they're both really good. The whole show is really good, but specifically the episodes I'm in are the best ones. I can't argue with that. (laughs) All right. uh, Before we begin to talk about the episode, we have some questions. I have some questions. I don't have any questions. What is this betrayal? You didn't say there were going to be questions. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Surprise, there's a quiz. Uh, the first question is, do you have any previous experience with the Pretty Cure friends? Uh, with Pretty Cure, not really. I really didn't know where to watch it up until talking to y'all. I did watch a couple episodes of Glitter Force, which is a very uh, chop job of one of the pretty cure animes so it's mm-hmm. not a great adaptation yeah there's a few glitter force uh uh adaptions of seasons uh i have not watched any of them <laughs> but i know they exist i'm excited for when we get there so i can start trying to figure out which episodes are which for when i do my title gimmick <laughs> <laughs> this is probably this episode let me use this title for this <laughs> Yeah, I remember I, like, watched the first episode on Netflix and then also, like, hunted down the first episode of the original anime. And they, like, gave the main character premonition dreams of all the people that she was supposed to meet and team up with eventually, which made her not recognizing anyone really weird. Because if you had a weird dream about meeting people with very distinctive hair, you'd probably be like, hey, wait a minute, I had a dream about that person. Probably. I don't know who this is. Leave me alone. <laughs> so you watched Glow Forest, and then I did send you uh, the Max Heart episodes up to yes. what we're watching now. Yeah, so I've, I've watched the 21 episodes of Max Heart, and I'm going to have to go back and watch the first season of Pretty Cure because I want to know more about how they got to where they are at the start of Max Heart. Yeah, luckily Futaiwa is on Crunchyroll. So. And it's like a VH ri- VHS rip quality. <laughs> unless they finally fix that. Probably not. Wait, I feel like they did fix that. I feel like that's something that I made a joke about them finally doing after we finished it. I mean, they did add uh, one of the other newer seasons to Crunchyroll. So maybe they went back and fixed it. I haven't watched Futaiwa since we stopped talking about it. I mean, that makes sense. Alright, well, I've booted up the first episode and I don't hear that audio hiss. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, that audio hip. Hip? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this, in... <laughs> this seems pretty much normal. Okay. My second question is, uh, 
I don't I don't know if there's like a middle question between your experience with it and then the I guess it's because um the middle question would be for people who have watched Twitter and that's who's your favorite cure. Do you remember anything about Glitter Force that you could say <laughs> you had a favorite from it? Um no, not nothing really stuck with me from watching the same episode of Glitter Force in English and Japanese. Um so yeah, basically I only know does Shining Luminous count as one of the cures? Because she doesn't have cure in her name. She does. Okay. She counts. To a degree. She but counts I... in the way that she counts for like this question, but doesn't mm-hmm. count in a way of when I say the cures in my notes, I mean Nagisa and Honoka. Yeah. yeah. All right. And finally, the question... Oh, there's two other questions. So the, the next question is, uh, I guess you've already answered this question is based on what you've seen is you would watch more of Pretty Cure. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've been meaning to watch it for a long time, and this has been a great reason to get started. It's a very good franchise. I enjoy Pretty Cure, as people know. <laughs> no, I hate Pretty Cure. I did this podcast. This is a spite podcast, huh? <laughs> Got you. This podcast was a long con that paid off a little too early of trying to get to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and the final question is, if you had to pick between Cure Black, Cure White, or Shiny Luminous as your favorite pretty cure, who would you pick? Um, I think I'd choose Shining Luminous. I like her mostly support ability set and i also love when she does the uh, like heart wave thing how she like just spins her hand around the heart thing she gets and it flips around in the air and then it spreads into what i expected it to become like a bow and then she'd shoot mm-hmm. an arrow but it didn't it just like yep. spins around and shoots light <laughs> i think the animation is cool as hell and i really enjoy it shiny luminous is good i think once she became shiny luminous the things got better with hikari <laughs> yeah well i mean as they get more hearty elves she kind of like becomes more of a person instead of a walking shell uh yes. no charlie's referring to my long-standing beef for five episodes of the of the show just not doing anything <laughs> yes <laughs> look sometimes you just gotta stare into the distance and also brainwash akana into thinking you're her cousin yeah that's normal that's fine that's fine <laughs> sometimes it happens it's just that by episode well i, I don't want to spoil you now actually i was gonna say, oh yes so we also got an email from one of our former guests on the podcast mm-hmm. friend of the show tanner friend of the show tanner and uh i will read you uh the entire email that <laughs> you see i don't know if you if you saw the email i have Cassidy. not i have not Alright, <laughs> I I saw this email by chance last night. I would not have known it was in here if I did not see it last night when I was going to bed. So, the email title is, We Are There Any Fans of Shiny Luminous Out There? Uh, <laughs> and then the entire body of this email is, Who? <laughs> wow, rude. <laughs> incredibly rude considering <laughs> I was like expect I saw like the title and like what is what does Tanner have to say and all it says is who <laughs> so thank you for the email Tanner a good email <laughs> it's a very good email especially because we have a fan of Shiny Luminous right here on our podcast <laughs> they're out there be careful, someone you know might be a fan of Shiny Luminous. Look to your left, look to your right. One of you is a fan of Shining Luminous. <coughs> okay, well, I've killed Charlie, so I will be taking over as co-host for the rest of this podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. Charlie has the main host role. You gotta take oh. complete control now. Oh, that's too much responsibility. <laughs> Do you not take over as main host if I die, Cassidy? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's in my contract that I am strictly a co-host. Like Shining Luminous, Cassidy is strictly a support role. 
okay. <laughs> it's wild that you introduce yourself as the pretty cure and I introduce myself as the fairy if I'm the main host. Well, you're the one who gives me the power. That's true. Right. So let's start the episode. We start at the river. Mm-hmm. Hikari is walking with an entire bag of oranges. No, it's a bag there's of groceries and there's there. oranges on top. Yeah. All right. It looked like she had like a lot of oranges in there. She had like five oranges. <laughs> you don't know how many more is in that. I uh, feel like we see a lot of what's in that bag. So she's walking with her up to... Or with her oranges and the rest of her groceries. I'm sure she's Her shopping. unknown number of oranges. <laughs> As she sees a kid and uh, his mom across the river just looking at stuff. Mm-hmm. And then this kid comes biking by and like knocks like right into her, sending half of her oranges into the river. Not only two, two oranges. <laughs> it's two, two is half, two could be half of five. You make it sound like it was so many oranges, Charlie. <laughs> it's it's my responsibility as a math major to tell you that two is not half of five. <laughs> Listen, all right, he knocks two oranges into the river. I'll say as like a, as a computer science major that I, I would round down to two in most cases. <laughs> That's not how rounding works. That's how truncating works. Well, yes. Fine. <laughs> As someone who doesn't know anything about either of those topics, I have nothing else to say. I don't know anything okay. about math or computers. That's okay. What I do know is that he immediately runs down to go get her oranges that he is knocked into the river, which is nice of him. Mm-hmm. He comes up to hand her the oranges back, and Hakari says thank you, and then Polet also says thank you, <laughs> and he's like, who? It's cute, though. It is cute. Poland's a cute, very cute baby. I love him. If you don't love Poland, watch out. I'm nodding. Okay, thank you, Cassidy. I I know you would not. He leaves immediately, this boy, after he gives him back the ones. He just, like, takes off again. Uh, And Poland comments on how he has, like, a lot of, like, baggage on his bike. Got a lot of emotional baggage there. (laughs) Yeah, we all have trauma. (laughs) Only... Baby fairies can see it. This guy needs a duffel bag tag. Sorry, that that was supposed to be just a quick joke that didn't stop the podcast because I wasn't <laughs> sure if anyone else here would get it. I didn't get it. I'm sorry to fail you. I No, I wasn't expecting anyone to get it. That's why I was trying to say it quickly before it interrupted <laughs> anything. And now we're sitting here talking about it. I'm sorry. Oh, because I've been watching a lot of Psychonauts gameplay. Ah, Second Act 2. I've watched a lot of both. Ah, I haven't watched any of either. Heard it's good, though. Her second us. So, which... So, I can't remember the name of this Herdy L. Wishin. Wishin. Yeah, Wishin. Wishy-washy. Wish-a or... Wishin. W-I-S-H-U-N. Oh, no. You're, like, cutting wicked in and out for me, Alice. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. I look okay on my audacity. Discord doesn't like my voice sometimes and likes to mute me for no reason. Do not Um. worry. It is better than the period of time when my internet would just cut out in the middle of recording this podcast. Yep. (laughs) Although I did get to do a very funny bit whenever that happened. (laughs) Yes. That only got to happen for like two episodes because (laughs) I started the bit and then you fixed your internet. No, I used the bed and then I got a computer, so I stopped having to use the laptop, which was the main problem of why I kept disconnecting from the internet. It was the laptop I was using was so old that it just could not keep the signal. These things happen. That's true. Yeah, so she says, it's coming closer. The truth. What could it mean? Yep, uh, and get ready to see basically this scene two or three more times throughout the episode. She's got to build up the suspense to what happens at the end of the episode. Oh, we passed the part where the intro plays. Alice, what did you think of the intro? I love the intro. It's great. I, I still think I like the Max Hart version a little bit less than the original, but they're basically the same song, so they're both very good. Yes. I haven't heard the original, so I can't compare it. Uh, the difference is that they don't say Max Hart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can see that. Yeah, the intro's very good. I didn't skip any of the intros. Nice. Which I probably should have, because then I wouldn't have had to push this recording back half an hour. That's understandable. It's fine. It's a bop. I understand. 
So when we come back from that, well, I don't, I didn't write in my notes when the intro happened, so, but at this point, Hikari is helping Akane out at the cafe, as yep, is her and job. Nagisa and Honoka are also there. Yes. Because Nagisa starts thinking about that raccoon. Yes. <laughs> the little baby raccoon. Nagisa does the last time on flashback. Yes. That she's mm-hmm. been doing the last, like, five or six episodes. For the last 54 episodes. She's missed it once. I don't remember which episode it was, but there was an episode where there was no uh, flashback to the previous episode. And I was like, huh, I wonder why that is. Really? I didn't really notice it until the last few episodes. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Is it less common in Max Heart than it is in Futariwa, maybe? I feel like it's still usually there. It's just there's a, like a, a lot of times it's not necessarily a straight recap and it's more about her just being like questioning while it shows footage from the last episode. I'll trust you, Alice, because the thing with Pretty Cure in this podcast is is after mm-hmm. we, we watch and talk about an episode, I forget what happened in the episode most of the time. So you could tell me almost anything and I would believe you. I only remember specific things about some episodes. Like the vacuum cleaner. Yes, like the vacuum cleaner. I can never forget. Rest in peace, Pissard. And your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> okay. You, you're you understand when you watch the, the uh, first season. Okay. You'll, you'll understand when you watch the first episode. Yes. <laughs> no, that's the second episode. The first episode was the... Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's important news. About that first, in the first episode, they go to that theme park, and that theme park is being uh, closed. Yeah, The real life uh, counterpart to that theme park. Oh! They're replacing it with a freaking wizard school thing. Wow. Like the name brand wizard school? or Yeah, name oh. name brand wizard school. Ah, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You should keep the, the theme park pretty cute. <laughs> you know, as a trans person, I like generic brand wizard school better. My insurance covers it, and it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, and if your insurance doesn't cover it, they have those little cards at yeah. the counter. I, I feel like you're making a reference to something I don't understand. <laughs> You'll understand when you start uh, the hormones. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. The important thing is that America has a failed medical just institution, and drugs will cost up to like a thousand times more just because they have a name brand instead of a generic. Ah, okay. Yeah. That was the joke I was making. And I was referencing those good RX brand cards that they have that are just yes. like, if you don't have insurance, we'll cover stuff for you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So Nagisa is sad also as well, because she's thinking like, one day we're all going to part from each other and that mm-hmm. will be sad. Mm-hmm. Then Bike Boy comes back. Mm-hmm. Pedaling past the cafe, thinking about how hungry he is, but he has to save his money. His money that he doesn't have when he opens his wallet. It's entirely (laughs) empty wallet. He really thought this out when he... Well, we'll find out later. Yes. I I would like to file a complaint about the show here that um, Takoyaki looks delicious every time it's on screen, but I cannot eat Takoyaki because I'm vegetarian and it's... Oh, it oh, pains no. me. <laughs> Is there no vegetarian type of... I'm trying to figure out what you would use instead of octopus to get that same texture. Hmm. What's a... It's like a... I'm trying to think of what the word is for octopus. It's chewy. I mean, if you want to chew, you could probably do something with like eggplant. I was thinking eggplant, but I think after you cook eggplant too long, it just sort of gets mushy. But I guess if... Mm. I don't know how long you cook takoyaki because I haven't actually... I don't... Th- I, think it's I don't a, think it's that long. Yeah, it's like a street food kind of thing, so it cooks pretty yeah. quick. Maybe eggplant's the right answer. Maybe. Uh, someone at home. Listeners, get at us with your favorite vegetarian takoyaki recipes. Try making takoyaki with the eggplant and then send us your recipe and we'll review it live on air. Yes. That will be our new segment, just for one episode, though. Well, I, I guess it depends on how many people send us their... I'll, I'll leave that as an open invitation yeah, you until know we've done it like five times. I think I'm going to put a five time limit on this bit. Get them in now before time runs out. Okay, uh, up to eight times and then we're going to take all the recipes and put them in a bracket and figure out which one is the best. Ooh, I'll have to invest in like equipment. Yeah, you, need a, 
you need a takoyaki pan to make takoyaki. Yeah. And it also yes. has to like invest in getting Charlie here so Charlie can taste <laughs> it. So it's not just me eating takoyaki on the podcast <laughs> while Charlie has to listen. <laughs> well, eventually we'll be living together and we'll do it then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure octopus is easier to get in Florida than in Connecticut. Probably. I know we have a lot of lobsters up here, but I don't know anything about octopus. So we're at the mansion. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, go on. (laughs) Sorry. We're at the mansion. The weird boy in the mansion leaves. Mansion boy. He goes for a walk. He goes outside. The generals are worried. Circulus is like, I'll, I'll go protect him while he's outside. Yeah, and the Viblis is just it looks down like a toy car in her hand. And I thought she was going to crush it and turn it into dust. I don't know why she would have done that, but I thought she was going to. She should have. <laughs> and we see the little boy just looking over out at the town. He's ready. Uh, as as he steps outside, we see Hikari's like sort of sense it for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. That first step echoes, and Hikari can hear it somehow. Hear, feel, think. Final Fantasy fourteen. The Echo. <laughs> but Hakari does not wait around to figure out what's going on. She runs off after the boy. So that he... Different boy. Bike not boy. Not that boy. Daiki. Ba- yeah, Daiki. Bike boy. I'll, go, I'll call him bike boy. Daiki. Well, uh, he introduces himself in just a second, so we, we can't yes. just call him Daiki. Yeah. She gives him some takoyake because I guess she saw him pass by and realized he was hungry. Yeah, he definitely yeah. looked super hungry. Yeah. So she hands it over and they start talking. He introduces himself. Uh, they learn that they are both the same age. And we do learn that it is July 7th uh, currently in this yeah. episode. It's Tanabata, which is important. And I can get into that after the episode summary. Yeah. I fi- this was, uh, Tanabata was referenced uh, earlier in one of the episodes when, was it this season? I don't remember. You gotta tell me more about what you're thinking of. Like, when uh, Honoka's grandmother was talking about, like, having to hang them up and, like, getting, like, a tree. Or, like, oh, no. I'm, I'm mixing things up. Are you talking about the episode where Grandma talks about the war? No! Wait, what? <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, there's an episode in the first season where <laughs> uh, Honoka's grandmother uh, talks about... Uh, the Did horrors we, of war. War, yeah. Specifically when the bombs dropped on Japan and the horror of what happened afterwards. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was an episode. <laughs> I'm excited for that episode. That's going to be good. But Freddy Cure is good. <laughs> is the thing. Mm-hmm. You never know what's gonna, what, what you're going to get in an episode. <laughs> So we kind of learned uh, in this conversation with Daiki and Hikari that Daiki kind of like ran away from home. Mm-hmm. And Hikari also doesn't know anything about parents. Yeah, he asked her about them and she's like, well, I don't know anything about having a mom or a dad, but, uh, you know, Akane scolds me sometimes. And this boy, uh, bike boy, realizes that like, oh, she doesn't have any parents. I'm so sorry to bring it up. <laughs> you poor orphan. Yeah. <laughs> like shit i complained about having a mom to an orphan that's awkward is akari an orphan if she only exists as an aspect of the queen well okay that determines on if you think being an orphan requires the act of being orphaned do you have to have parents uh, initially in order to be orphaned or if you just came into being are you an orphan automatically (laughs) i mean i think like, if you're in a context where your mom dies during childbirth and your dad died at the same time or before then, you would still be considered an orphan, even though conceptually your entire life you had no parents. What if you were a giant CGI queen and then you uh, destroyed an evil CGI man? That was and- your counterpart on the opposite side of the same coin. Yes, and then this made you be split into three parts, one of the, which is actually 12 separate parts. And so you don't exactly have parents. <laughs> Tell you an orphan then? I don't know. It, it's kind of <laughs> implied that the queen had a life before. Like in an earlier episode, Hikari's like, I don't understand anything about field trips. And the voice of the queen is like, actually, you know a lot about field trips. You'll remember eventually. <laughs> Which implied to me, at least, that the queen used to be just a person. I would believe it. I mean, the queen has a son. Yeah, I mean, she was around for an entire season and had a child. 
There's a child that hangs out with Hikari now. <laughs> Poland. Is Poland orphaned or does it not count because technically the queen still exists? I would count Poland as an orphan. Okay. <laughs> Fascinating conversations to have this episode of Pretty Here. Right in. <laughs> Tell us your thoughts. Share with us your theory about the orphanhood of various metaphysical entities. <laughs> Absolutely. Please do. We will read them on the podcast. So, because of this Do you think Hercules counts as an orphan? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I, Disney's Hercules. Disney's Hercules? No, he has parents. No, he has parents. He has but parents he's not like... He, but like he was abandoned as a child. As a yeah, child. that's just child Separated. Abuse. Well, yeah. No, not abandoned. That's what they did to Hephaestus when Hephaestus was born. Um, no, Hercules was... Like, lost and then adopted, so Hercules has multiple parents. Yeah, but, like, the same thing could be true of Superman, but oftentimes, like, people count Superman as No, Superman only has one set of parents. His Kryptonian parents are dead. Depending on which uh, canon you're referring to, because in the CW series, Superman's parents aren't alive. How are they alive? (laughs) Okay, that's... How are we getting so off topic (laughs) this episode? Uh, anyways. So he, Daiki asks, uh, Hikari to take him to a place where she, that always cheers her up. Uh, and then we see the boy is out in town. Different boy. Uh, yeah, sorry, the, the mansion boy, yes. I can't just say that boy because that's specifically, that's a specific Hmm. boy to the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. The mansion boy. Uh, is out in town. Uh, it's a looking- shame that I'm pretty sure we don't get the Mansion Boy's name until, like, a, one of the last few episodes of the series. <laughs> Dang, they really made this show and said, you know what's really going to frustrate the people who do a podcast covering this in 16 years? <laughs> well, see, the thing is, I know the boy's name because I was spoiled on it by doing some research. <laughs> I have no idea what this boy's name is. It's so silly. Right, the boy has a nice hat, so he's just hat boy now. Okay, yeah, hat boy. We can go with hat boy. Yeah, so he's looking around. He's having a good time. The butlers of Kana are just out in town watching him. Why is no one concerned about why these two weird shadow blobs are just standing around? <laughs> I'll do you one better. When a woman tries to take the the mansion boy to like the cops to find his parents, the Zakana butlers show up and stop her. Uh, and even still, people are only concerned so much as there's a commotion going on, but after she leaves, the Zakanas are left alone. Yeah, like, what is, what is happening? Why does no one, we did not find the Zakana? What it's... wacky and wild costumes for these Three Stooges people. The, the show is very ba- vague about if anyone not tied to this ongoing war between light and dark can even recognize the Zakana's existence. Sometimes people fall asleep when the Zakena show up, and sometimes they just completely disappear from the world entirely. And I don't know if it's explained at all in season one, but it's not in this season. It's not. It's not. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Or sometimes they're the vice principal, and they just, like, see the living version of a statue that you were just (laughs) looking at. That's just the professor. And then get attacked, and then the statue becomes a giant. I love that principal so much. Like, it takes guts to, like, chew out Uraganos when he tries to walk onto your campus. Yeah. I mean, this is the same vice principal that got turned into a Sakana last, so... Didn't... Yeah, also, he had beef hmm. with Geki Drago in that season, too. Yeah! <laughs> just any time there's a fucking big villain, he's just gonna <laughs> give him shit. <laughs> big, uh, physically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that happens. <laughs> then we cut back to Hikari and Daiki. Up on a hill. Yeah, and Daiki's, like, super uh, taken aback by, like, this overhead view of the city. Uh, But Hikari is there to look at clouds. Yeah, she's just there to chill. They see a bird fly by, and Daiki's like, I wish I could fly. Wish Mm -hmm. I could be a bird. Time for a metaphorical conversation. Yeah, Hikari's like, well, bird has a place where he can go back and rest, and that's why it can fly. You, You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Daiki says, stop being reasonable, I'm a romantic. 
<laughs> and then he goes and finds a rock in the river. I don't know what kind of rock this is, but it- I think it's a piece of glass. It's a piece I think of glass. <laughs> it's just a piece of glass. I think someone dropped a bottle near the river once. It's kind of like beach glass, I think. Because it's not sharp. It's like been polished down by the water. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he's he's pretty good at finding things like this. He's always been good at it. Hanging out with his mother, finding things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you must get along well with her. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Flashback. Yeah. To him at the ocean. Yeah, but he, he flashbacks, uh, and we see Hikari tie her own wish onto his little tree, because, like, he has one of those, like, tree branches that has wishes for the, it's, a uh, Tanabata? Yeah, for Tanabata. Yeah, Tanabata. And she ties her own wish to it. Uh, we learned that his wish is to be a man. Yes. To become a man. Yeah. Trans icon Daiki. <laughs> Uh, Hikari asks him about his, uh, parents, like, what's that like, you know? He talks about how his dad works a lot. He keeps saying good things, like, in addition yeah. to all of that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very clearly starting to regret his decision. And then to avoid thinking about his feelings, he hands her the stone slash piece of glass as a gift. I don't know if they were trying to, like, have, like, subtle romantic chemistry between these I don't characters. think so. Okay. I'm just, I, I was hoping it wasn't the case. I can't tell things. It was a very nice friendship. They two, the two of them formed. I was mm-hmm. like, I'll be right. So now we can just talk about stuff on the podcast. Yeah, like after the episode summary, I'm going to explain how the show is telling us that Daiki and Hikari are going to get married one day. Hmm. Interesting. I'm curious about your thought process on that, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Hi. Sorry, we're handing some food. It's okay. We talked while you were gone. All right. I don't remember where we left off. Uh, the act break. Ah, yes. Ash Bake, which is the act. The act break, where we take a minute to just talk about Kathy. <laughs> we talked about her, her entire episode. Was it the entire episode or was it half an episode? It was like half an episode, but we named the episode the Kathy cast. Yes. <laughs> but but since then, someone did make a Kathy podcast. Yes. Uh, so I never asked the question of, did you, have you listened to her podcast? It sounds like me or... um, I don't think i've listened to it at all i'm so far behind on a lot of podcasts it's been hard to add new ones it's okay i just wasn't sure if you have any context what we're saying (laughs) yeah no i have no idea what you're talking about like kathy the newspaper comic kathy yes yes okay sometimes we do weird bonus episodes (laughs) like when we had an entire uh debate on whether Yu-Gi-Oh the first season was uh or the first Yu-Gi-Oh show was a First series, yes, was a magical girl show or not. It's not. It's not. We decided that it's no. not. I uh, knew it wasn't, but Jeremy Jeremy just had to argue. Yes. <laughs> so we come back and mm-hmm. uh, wish... Uh, Wishin. Wishin. Wishin uh, speaks again saying, it draws near, it draws near, and we cut to the boy, and then to the cures, and then to Hikari and Daiki, because they're all about to convene in the town. Mm-hmm. All separately about to walk into, like, the same areas. The convergence approaches. We also see Circulus up in the sky. And then, to, like, this, the, the, the dramatic thing is that we see a cat emerge from the darkness as, like, this music mm-hmm. starts playing, like, this very suspenseful music. And the boy sees the cat. Uh. Do you think this is a normal cat, or do you think this is a supernatural cat? Are you implying that the cat, Lural, uh, mansion boy to Hikari? Yeah. Mm. I... I think it's a normal cat because the Pretty Cure fandom wiki does not have a hyperlink when it brings up the cat. So at the very least, it's not a cat we're going to see again. I'm pretty sure it's a normal cat, but like the framing of it coming out of the alley after showing Mm. Circulus just sort of like gave me like, is this a normal cat? Yeah, for a second, I thought, is Circulus sending the cat out to orchestrate this? But we soon realized Circulus does not want this to happen. So that's probably not the case. Huh. I think this cat is an agent of chaos and was like, why not just fuck things oh, up? Oh, this cat is from the frog dimension. Hell yeah! <laughs> Did you watch the first movie, Alice? What first movie? The first oh. Pretty Cure Max Heart movie. I didn't know there was a movie. Oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you and send you a link to it because my brain is bad. All right, well, there's a frog dimension in it. I will send you a link to the first movie. I'm sorry, I forgot about it. I I look forward to watching it. 
Yeah. I completely forgot about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. All right. So we see the cat run off and the boy chases the cat. And then Hikari sees the boy and the boy sees Hikari. And like there's like this weird like trippy thing where it like focuses on their face mm-hmm. as they like meet eyes. And then the world goes dark and featureless. Yeah. <laughs> and we see like... Because Hikari and Honoka are also there. And they're like, hey, what the fuck is happening right yeah, now? Nobody knows what's happening. Not even yeah. the villains know what's happening. And yeah. just they all, everybody knows there is something happening. Yes. <laughs> no, you know who knows what happens is, is happening is Wishun, who is not helping at all. And is just saying, oh, yeah. the truth, the truth. Yes. Uh, it is exactly what she was afraid was going to happen is happening. Uh, the world starts shaking. And yes. the mansion boy gets a vision of shiny luminous and faints from it. Yes. And Circulus appears. Yeah, uh, Hikari is just standing there not moving or speaking or even reacting as Polin is calling out to her. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Circulus comes towards uh, Hikari, uh, and, but the two cures appear and they transform. What do you think of the transformation sequence and their outfits? Their outfits are amazing, and I love the transformation sequence. It's very cute, and it's also snappy, so the fact that they do it every episode doesn't get exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, my favorite thing about it that I bring up is that they have to hold hands to transform. Is that an always thing, like, from the first? Yes. Okay. Yes, they, they cannot transform if they are not together holding hands. Yes. That's cool. I like that. I wasn't sure if the first season had them, like, being separate and then learning to come together. No, th- so like yeah. they, there are some like episodes where like they fight, but like they have to yeah. Come back the, together. the entire Pretty Gear franchise does end after episode eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's why we talk about Ben Ten now. <laughs> Which Ben Ten though? They're like we're starting from the beginning. Uh, okay. we're like eight episodes in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it started as a joke, and now it's an actual thing we do on the podcast. <laughs> As you do. Mm-hmm. Just like every other part of this podcast. <laughs> uh, the butler's locator are also here. They are in front of the fainted boy to protect him. As Circulus starts to fight the two pretty cures. Viblis also shows up and uh, wraps every all of uh, the Zakena and the boy in her cloak. Yes. And disappears. Mm-hmm. Yep. The two cures use uh, Marble School Attacks Max and... It does seem like, like, so, like, eventually it, like, overwhelms Circulus, and I thought that this was finally the moment where one of them dies. No, but he runs no. away like a little bitch again. We've seen um, one of them do this before, where they just teleport while they're being hit by the blast. Mm-hmm. Ah, um, okay. Where it does make it kind of hard to read, especially this time in particular. But... Yeah. Yeah. I think Circulus has done it before, but it was more clear that he was jumping out of the blast to run away. Instead of this mm-hmm. one where he does, like, a teleport thing, but it could have easily also been him being consumed by the lightning. Yeah. I I still think that he is weaker than he started out being because Hikari hit him with the, uh, the heart yell action that one time. Hell yeah. See, I think the cures are getting stronger. Oh, they definitely are yeah. as well, because that's just how the show works, is they get progressively mm-hmm. stronger. But also, I just, like, even right after that, he just, like, kept saying, like, what happened to all of my energy? Yeah. And so I, I just like to think that maybe he just isn't 100% anymore. Also, I think his yeah. hair got mussed up, and I can't remember if it went back to normal, if it's still kind of mussy, less put together. That makes sense. Maybe. I don't focus on his hair as much. Yeah, it's no Pissard. It's no Pissard. Yeah, I am going to post a picture of Pissard in the chat, because I do this every time there's someone who hasn't okay. watched the uh, the first season. Yes. It's the first villain that you meet. Yes, but once Circulus is gone, uh, everything returns back to normal. Uh, Hakari falls over, uh, which surprises Daiki because, like, it to him, she was just fine, and then suddenly mm-hmm. she's like fallen over, and he's like, "Hey, what happened?" We see the Hardy L say the truth has started to reveal itself. So something's happening, uh, especially because uh, we go back to the mansion and the boy is asleep and Circulus ask how he is and then at the cafe hikari is like leaning against akane uh which is very it's very cute Uh she's like all tired and drained and akane is super Mm -hmm. worried and she's just like i'm hungry 
Yes, I'm very hungry right now. And then she eats like five orders of takoyaki. Yes. And as they all eat, Hikari like, checks on Hikari, like checks her forehead, and the boy thinks about his mom uh, and wonders if she's worried about him, and Hikari's like, yes, of course she is. So uh, he takes off. You know, he, he goes back home to be with his parents. And Hikari looks at, like, as he, like, rides off on his bike, Hikari looks through the little stone as he leaves. And we see that her wish for him was that he would make up with his mom. But we end this episode with Hikari and the mansion boy both staring out into the sky, thinking about the other one. What could it mean? Also, Poland is, like, very worriedly watching Hikari stare at the sky. Yes, <laughs> Poland is very worried. That's the episode. And next time, it's summertime, and it looks like we're going to be seeing Wisdom and Senior next time. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. They're, they were in the preview for next episode. But uh, <laughs> that is the episode. That is everything. Thank you for joining us, Alice, to talk about it. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Um, I don't know where we want to start talking about the episode. We can talk about how this show continues to tease me and also crush my heart with my pet theory that it's disproven, but still gives me evidence for, or we can talk about how. Oh, this is definitely the time to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So from like episode two or whatever, I've had this theory that the boy in the mansion is the heart of the light goddess person, which I know isn't true because they told us that the magic chair that the Hartiels live in is the heart somehow, which is dumb. And I thought it would be cooler if the boy was the heart, but they said no. But also when Hikari and the boy meet, we get that heartbeat sound effect underneath, which gives me evidence for a theory I know is disproven, which annoys me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be really interesting if that was the case. Well, I mean, it's probably semi-true because he's probably, like, you know, he's the uh, the representation of the Jaku King, probably, yeah. um, is what all signs are pointing to. And because they're two halves of the same coin, it is mm-hmm. an important aspect of the the queen. Yes. Yeah, I just, I thought the, that, like, Circulus and the other four, three dorks who look after this kid thought... This was like the reincarnation of the Dark King, but they're just wrong because they're dorks and don't know what they're doing. That is true. They are dorks. They are dorks. And that would be pretty funny if they thought that he was like the Jacko King, like the incarnate, mm-hmm. the same way the Hokari is, but then it turns out that he's not. <laughs> I would love that, but I don't think that's going to be the case. But I haven't seen all of the season, so yeah. we'll see what happens when we get further along. We're like, we're almost halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're almost to that mid-season f- finale? I don't know if we'll have one like we did last time. Well, because last season, it the mid-season finale was when they fought the Jakku King the first time. Hmm. Which is how the three of the seed people came to be. And then they had to fight him again at the end of the season. So you were saying something? I was, I'm looking up to make sure what I was about to say was true. I was trying to remember when the movies, we were going to put them. And now I can't find where I wrote that down. Ah, okay. It's after episode 40. So we're, we're halfway to the next movie. Oh, that's fun. I'm excited to see what the second movie is about. Uh, well, it's about, uh, Lugia and the three Canto legendary birds. (sighs) I, I can't believe we're doing uh, the Pokemon podcast I joked about, uh, Popcorn Monster, where I watch all the Pokemon movies. There are some good Pokemon movies. There yeah. are. I haven't seen all of them. And maybe one day Popcorn Monster will exist, but it's it's not going to exist anytime soon because I have too much on my plate. And if I start another podcast, besides the two other podcasts <laughs> I'm going to be starting, I, I will die. Well, Charlie, let's, after recording, I, I'm going to pitch an idea to you to make Popcorn Monsters real. Okay. Sounds good. Do you have any other thoughts, Atlas, that you'd like to share about the Max Heart? Sure. Uh, I'd like to talk about the importance that they said it was Tanabata in this episode. Yes. So um, if you don't know the like story of the Tanabata festival is uh, Orihime is the daughter of Tente, who's like the Sky King, who's also kind of the universe itself. And what she did every day was she wove clothing down by the banks of the Amanogawa, which is what, like, the mythological name for the Milky Way. 
I think it translates to like heavenly river. And she wove these beautiful clothes and her dad's very happy. And she's like, yeah, I love making these clothes, but also I'm spending all my time weaving and I'm never going to meet someone and fall in love and get married. And her dad's like, okay, I'll find someone for you here. Meet Hikoboshi. He's a cow herder who lives on the other side of the river. And lo and behold, Orihime and Hikoboshi hit it off amazingly. They get married right away and they were a blissfully happy couple forever and ever and ever until uh, her dad realizes you two are too busy being happy and together you're not hurting the cows they're everywhere and you're no longer making the clothes we need so you can only see each other on the seventh day of the seventh moon of the year which is what they celebrate as tanabata oh it's fucked up the dad said like you can only see each other one day a year <laughs> yeah i mean it could be worse it could be like greek mythology where the dad eats the kids when he gets mad at them that's true <laughs> But that is interesting. Yeah, so in the episode, uh, Daiki and Hikaru spend Hikari spend a lot of time by the river with each other. It's where a lot of their scenes take place. Also, uh, the Hikoboshi is represented by the star Altair, which is named the Eagle. And Daiki had that scene where he's like, dang, I really wish I was that eagle there. So there's a lot of whether intentional or not, symbology in this episode that kind of ties them to the myth of Orihime, Orihime and Hikoboshi, which is cute and cool. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. And thank you for sharing us. Thank you for sharing us. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. I love this show. It's made me cry several times. I think the Zakana butlers are my favorite characters. They're pretty good. <laughs> I, I'm glad they decided, like, what if, weren't the Zakana but, were the Zakana butlers in the last season? Were they around for the second half? Or am I making that up in my they, I'm pretty sure they were around for the second half. I'm glad that they're still around. They're, they're very fun. They're gonna, it's gonna be, there's gonna be a mid-season finale, and then on the other side of the mid-season finale, the Zakana butlers are gonna be the big bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. It's definitely real and true, and I didn't make it up. <laughs> I believe you, Cassidy. Right, we should get into the plugs. Into Plug City. Sounds good to me. Please, plug yourself if you would like to. And every- anything you want to. Sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at MagicalGirlKira. Uh, that's where I will tweet about stuff that I'm doing. Uh, like when this episode comes out, I'll probably tweet and yell about how excited I was to be on the podcast. Oh. Uh, you can also... Uh, let's see, what else can you do? You could go to magical-girl-kira.itch.io and you can buy games and game modules and non-games that I've written. Uh, I have a Dracula playbook for Masks, A New Generation. Hell I have yeah. a totally not game called Give Me $5 and it's sequel. This is not a game. It's a goddamn cash grab. You can buy those and just give me money by buying them. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yes, and you should all go do that if you are able to. And if you'd like to come on to this podcast, or just find the place where you can send us your vegetarian takoyaki recipes that we can try out in a number of months. Uh, you can find us at... Oh, you're putting it as a number of months. Okay, interesting. Should I say a number of years? (laughs) Or... No, I'm just... I'm surprised you decided to put a number on it. Or a pseudo number. I didn't specify how many months. That's true. <laughs> I just said a number of them. Could be any number. Could be. Could be any number. <laughs> Could be any number. You thinking of a number right now? Could be that one. <laughs> you can find it uh, at Prepod Engage. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, you can find me in Magical Underscore Pride, where I tweet about things. It's different every day, probably. That's <laughs> generally how it works. <laughs> Oh, you can go listen to the podcast I do, like other other pod where I play Phantom the Brain, and this is the second time I get to plug Phantom as the Brain. The Brain, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yes, I'm very excited to start uh, Phantom's life as the Brain. Hell yeah! And you can look forward to that when Nova Squad starts coming out in at some point in the future. 
Oh, you can go listen to Breathing Space Fading Frontier. It was plugged at the beginning of this episode by Alice, but I'm also on it as well. I was on Wayfaring Strangers, which was the sixth episode? Six also seven. a very good episode. Yes. And I will be writing for it come next season, so look forward to that. And that's all that I do currently in my life, so take it away. Okay, you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. I tweet things, too. Um, <laughs> wait, my last thing I tweeted, I don't think it was literally the last thing I tweeted, but I, I tweeted some Final Fantasy fourteen victories. Hell yeah. Uh, and you can also find all the podcasts that I do and that I've guested on on my website, which is MadLobotanist.NeoCities.org, which is the same as my Twitter handle, .NeoCities.org. Uh, and that includes a podcast that all of us have been on and that I have reference the i guess lead host i don't know i don't think there is there a, a host position on an actual play podcast the gm um yeah it feels weird to call them specifically the host or a even like a main host versus yeah. like the one shot podcast is hosted by james damato even though yeah. james isn't always the gm yeah Anyways, I was talking about Jeremy and Apex City, which you can find on Twitter at yes. Apex City Apex Cast. City. Yeah. yeah, Apex City Cast. I, I had to remember if it was Cast or Pod, because all the different podcast Twitters use different ones. Mm. <laughs> and Alice has also been on Otherware, so you should go listen to it even more so. She played a great character. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm hoping to get back on Otherware sometime soon. Lee and I are already talking about it. Oh, that is very exciting. I'm very excited for you to come back on the podcast. All right. I think that's it. I think that's the podcast. You ready to end it, Cassidy? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. So until next time, we need your help, Meepo. Girls, be metaphorical. <laughs> that's not what I was expecting. I had a hard time picking one for this episode. <laughs> Anyways, I think if your birth parents are still alive, even if they abandoned you, can you please get off my keyboard? What are you doing? Get off my keyboard! Stop pushing the number 36! 36. That's so many 36s. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. My cat stepped on my keyboard. I probably won't keep that in the episode. Could be a pretty good post credit. <laughs> it could be a pretty good post credit. <laughs>